God, please just come into this space. I've been struggling. I really need you right now. I really need you right now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the official first Spirit and Sport podcast. I am your host, Talia Edmonds, and wow, I am just so excited to be here, so blessed. Um, and this is going to be a podcast about pretty much everything, um, but mainly our focuses are going to be in faith, sports, and just navigating life in your 20-somethings. Uh, however, you don't have to be in your 20-somethings to listen. We're just typically in our 20-somethings, so um, that's where we're speaking from. But I also um, want this podcast to be about just leveraging our platforms, um, the, my platform as a student-athlete and also my guests as well, um, just to you know, kind of break some stigmas around what it might mean to follow Christ and what that might look like, um, and also to just foster connection and vulnerable conversation, because I believe that that is really lacking um, in our day and age. So hopefully we can get some of that going. And then lastly, just to showcase the humanity of student athletes as a whole. Um, a lot of you guys might know us just from watching us play or, you know, you know us by our jersey numbers, but there's not really much you know about us other than what you can look up in our roster. So hopefully this just gives you the opportunity to see us as people and know that we have feelings. Too. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I also want to just say that I feel like the Holy Spirit really put on my heart uh, that this is not only a space for people who already support Christ. Um, this is also a space for those who might be skeptics of Christ as well, who, you know, uh, might have grown up in the church and kind of gotten distant from God or might just not believe in anything. That's cool, too. Um, and then also this is a space I didn't forget about my seekers of the world, um, the people who are just looking for answers and haven't found any satisfaction in maybe uh, like new age spirituality, um, may classify themselves as spiritual but not religious. Um, this is also a space for you, too. Um, and lastly, there's just a huge emphasis on not the numbers. I honestly uh, wanted to make it clear that this is not about the number of views. I could care less if one person, 100 people, 100,000 people watch this. I just uh, really want to uh, do what God has placed in my heart and just feature some really inspiring, uh, motivating guests along the way. So without further ado, um, there is no one I would rather open up this podcast with, and she's going to hate that I'm doing this intro for her, <laughs> but I would like to introduce to you all my best friend, my roommate, my future fellow social worker, one of the most unique individuals I've ever gotten the opportunity to know, and by unique, I mean quite weird, um, <laughs> but in the best way. Um, uh, someone whose brain, I had to write this down because it's someone whose brain is quite literally comprised of just movie quotes and like weird YouTube video references from 2012. Um, <laughs> and don't forget, she might be in her fifth year with a really bad knee, but she can still cross you up uh, straight from Wasilla, Alaska, the Olivia Hope Davies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm super happy to be here. Um, I'm extremely nervous. <laughs> It's like we have these conversations like literally all the time. And this is not at all the first time that we have 
like joked about the idea of a podcast or like had a conversation and been like, wow, we should have recorded. (laughs) Somebody might like listening to us. And so, I don't know. I think, like I said, there's nobody I would rather be doing this with. So we're going to do our best just to be ourselves and just be open and vulnerable and honest. Um, Yeah. And honestly, like I said, this might throw some people off because I feel like as long as you've been a part of Hawaii basketball, like, wait, she's part of Hawaii basketball, by the way, (laughs) Um, that not a lot of people might know that you're from Alaska. I feel like that throws people all the time. Yeah. And I've told you, like, that's my favorite way to (laughs) open up. I usually make them guess where I'm from because I get a lot of California, some Oregon was just like my vibe. Um, but nobody ever guesses Alaska. Yeah. It's one of the greatest things <laughs> that I can mess with people about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think, um, like we talked about, I just want this to be super organic. And um, I honestly just want you start us from the beginning. Let's start with oh, Lord. Olivia, little Olivia. And she picks up a basketball for the first time. And she's like, this is cool. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, I don't, I feel like it was never my decision (laughs) to play basketball. It was, my dad always kind of, like, influenced what I had going on, and he was a really big basketball fan, like, had, like, um, tapes of, like, Michael Jordan and, like, Larry Bird and, like, had him out in the garage and, like, would make me go watch them. And I'd be, like, so, like, oh, my God, they're amazing. Yeah, and like, this is great. Am I going to be, a, like, them one day? <laughs> Not at all. Which is fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my journey through basketball has been kind of crazy. It started out when I was really little. Um, I think I had a basketball in my hands before I could walk, but it wasn't... Mm. The first thing that I did, yeah. I did soccer first, which was I loved soccer and like really I didn't yeah. I actually did not know that you about you. No, I played soccer. I, I didn't. Played, yeah, I don't yeah. think I knew that. I played soccer until like sixth grade. Dang, what happened? You like? Yeah. No, it was soccer was taking away from basketball, mm. and I started traveling for basketball in the summers, and that was the only time we could play. Yeah. In Alaska, it was in the summertime for oh, soccer, <laughs> so I had to give it up. Yeah. And um, no, I, I think about that all the time. Like I could have been like a great soccer player if I wanted to, but it's kind of how the cards fell. But any other sports? <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> I tried volleyball for a day. <laughs> My dad laughed at me when I told him I made C team. <laughs> the C team. The C team. And it's like middle school volleyball. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you made C team at middle school. And I was like, like yeah, dude, I've never touched a ball. Yeah, we talked about that. I think Liv could have been a great volleyball player. Wasn't in the cards for her, though. <laughs> her, her, her dad didn't give her a yeah, chance. We were a basketball family. He said, That's fair. you tried. We'll come back to the gym. Like, yeah. it's fine. But, and then I did, I did track in high school for um, my junior and senior year. Broke a couple of records. Hey! The one in 200, and then I did triple jump, long jump. I think that's what happened to my knee, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, <laughs> and then I did cross country for one season my senior year because the coach asked me to. Bro, I like grew up playing a whole bunch of sports, and I always would like, I don't know how people do running as the sport. 
Like, no, they're you're like, just out there, like, you, your thoughts, and, and some running shoes, like, and just getting after it. Like, yeah. I could never personally. That, no, that was, the, that was the hardest part, especially yeah. with cross country. Like, track, it's like, okay, like, I need to run as fast and as hard as I can for 10 seconds. Yeah, there's actually, like, I feel like there's more competition, like, like with, I guess, with other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, like, meet a whole bunch of people that you would never think that you would meet. Yeah. But, sorry i get distracted no me too um that's okay but no yeah cross country i struggled with cross country one because i'm not a distance runner it doesn't make any sense in my brain at all but it was always like i never could figure out the pacing of it yeah the pacing is like you have to like have a feel for it and i'd be like first five minutes i would run way too hard and And then then the rest i'm dead walking my dad would be like why are you last i was like (laughs) dude i walked half of the race your most what is your most like what do you you think instrumental what do you mean instrumental like you know because i I feel like okay my story like this is probably i tell this literally all the time like i feel like it's like my just sits in the back of my brain because i know someone's gonna ask me how did you get here and they always think that i'm local (laughs) i'm not i LOL. LOL. I wish, you know, that'd be cool. I like to, I wish I could just be like, yeah, I grew, I was born and raised here. I get, I get local a lot too. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, no, actually, very north. And then, but then you have to like explain. And so my, like the shortest version of my story is like, oh yeah, my mom was born and raised here. She played at UH Hilo. Um, then my dad was in the army, met my dad, they got married and then they kicked it to Michigan, um, mm-hmm. which is like so random to people. They're like, Michigan? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. But I grew up coming here, so I feel like, you know, back and forth, I feel like that's, I always, like, grew up watching the Wahine play, and um, when I got the opportunity, like, leaving Michigan State to just get in the portal, and, like, they were looking for a, a DS Live, I was like, dang, like, one, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that at the time that it, no, seriously, like, I wasn't thinking at the time that, wow, this is God, but now that I look back, I'm like, God really was just moving pieces that I didn't even I couldn't even imagine. So, like, that's how I ended up here. Yeah. How did you... Oh, goodness. And, like, yeah, I just feel like it's yeah. so random to people. Yeah, for sure. Um, mine was a little bit different. I... So, during high school, for Alaska travel basketball, you have to go out the entire month of July, and you're just in... Oh. You're in the, like, summer circuit. You go to, like five or six different cities in the month of July and like that's and I did that from like sixth grade until your junior year because that's the last time you can really get seen yeah but so what happened originally is what I came out like sixth grade and I in like sixth through eighth grade like I was really really good like especially for my age from like my height I was super short um, and then eighth grade, I grew like five inches. Yo. Like, yeah, like on some crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I bet your knees was hurting. I yeah, I've always had knee problems. Like when I was younger, I always had yeah. knee problems. But um, yeah. So like coming out of eighth grade, I had a full ride offer from Washington State. Oh shoot. Yeah, which is always crazy because of yeah. yeah. Um, God. <laughs> right. Um, but and then so I had a couple of more offers all of these things and I eventually tried to go play EYBL mm. uh, like on EYBL team in Washington crazy story so 
<clears throat> if you're going to do something like that, there's a NCAA rule that says that um, you can go to a different state. You can play basketball in a different state. It just has to be uh, an adjoining state. So they have to be touching. Alaska doesn't touch I'm like, Alaska doesn't go to touch Russia. <laughs> right. I'm going to go to Canada, play international basketball. Yeah. Like, but so um, my dad was like, oh, like, you're like, you need to go play for this EYBL team. Like, we'll figure it out, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so he ships me off to Washington yeah. to play for Tree of Hope. First time away from my family. One of the hardest things. You're I've how ever old done. at this point? I was like 15. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a, I was like, and I was prime. like, yeah, I was staying, I was staying with uh, like a 60 year old couple. Yeah. Like, and he was the, like, coordinator for the team. Okay, and, like, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, like, we'll take her in, blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't, it was weird for me being 15. Oh, like, yeah. He was gone at 6 a.m. and got back at 6 p.m. And it was like, I'm in complete isolation. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, and it, Kendall was there, too. Oh, really? Yeah, Kendall moved as well, but she had family there, and she had been there for longer. Oh, my gosh. I did not know Yeah, that no, our parents were crazy. Enter. Shout out Kendall. I know you're probably watching this. Yeah, but, she's definitely um, watching this. Yeah, she, <laughs> she just, yeah, one of Liv's best friends, and yeah. now I have adopted her as one of my best friends, too. <laughs> yeah, she is a goofball, but that's a different Yeah, time. different story. She'll be, uh, hopefully, she'll be on here one day. Oh, easily. <laughs> um... But yeah, so we go through this three month period. I'm like in a different realm of basketball that I've never been exposed to. I'm by myself, all kinds of craziness. And then um, we go to our first tournament at this beginning of July circuit kind of thing. And it's at Boo Williams, which is like one of the best tournaments. Like all the top college coaches are there. He knows. Uh. And I'm playing. Um, I get there, like, first game, everything's cool, like, whatever. The coach, like, pulls me out, like, to the side, and he's like, you can't play in this tournament. Oh. I was like, what? And there was, like, this whole thing. Somebody had emailed the NCAA with background information on me and my parents saying that I should not be allowed to play in any YBL circuit. You st who did it? We don't know. They used a fake email. I promise I'm not making this You're up. You're 15 years old. Somebody is... Somebody's playing with me. Cyberpunking. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, ruin... Like, because That's then... So, crazy. what happened essentially was that, like, I went there. I played in the tournament. And yeah. it was like, Oregon State was calling me. Like, yeah. all these coaches were calling me. And then I didn't play the rest of the circuit like for the summer because wow. I couldn't play. That's insane. Because I would have had to got like a, I would have had to like claim residency and like do all this stuff like legally to prove that I was there. And it was like there's not enough time to even do that. By the time I get this all figured out, the windows closed. Yeah. So I ended up going home. I didn't travel that. Um, didn't travel at all that year. I lost pretty much every one of my. Um, like offers. God, somebody snaked you. Oh yeah, used a hot, like a hotmail email. <laughs> yeah, like on some on something like stupid and like had like my parents' full names. Like they had to have known us. That's actually great. And like sent it. You in. think it was somebody on your team? Unlike my old team, I really do. Yeah. Like, I really do think it was. If it was you. We're going to figure I want to investigate. <laughs> I would say you ruined my life, but I'm happy, so. Okay, yeah. Well, let's actually, let's get to that, the happy part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I had to do a lot of like my own, um, like providing and stuff. And I had a, um, what's it called? I had a college fund that I pulled out and I pulled it out and I paid for my, um, last like travel season Mm. with this college fund. And so like, I like put everything on the table and was like, this is, this is, this is what's happening. (laughs) But... So from that, um, I, I'm distracted. I our, can't focus. Our technical people in the back are our tweaking, tweaking over here. <laughs> Elijah, please get it together. I just had to cool it down. I said. <laughs> we were You're having so some annoying. first podcast technical difficulties with the camera, so if you see some weird editing moments, just yeah. mind your business. Or if I'm um. staring over there, it's because Elijah <laughs> wants to crack jokes. Okay. <laughs> and now we're on it. All right. Um, but yeah, so whatever happened, I paid for like traveling out, and then that was when I first like really talked to Hawaii yeah. and like really was in contact and it was so bad. They actually make fun of me for it. <laughs> I was the worst recruit. Like I didn't pick up the phone. They had to like call my dad to like then call me yeah. and like all that stuff. Cause I was just so over the process. I've oh, been yeah. doing it for so long. And they would always like, yeah, we didn't think you were going to come here the way you're at. <laughs> they were like, you also didn't have any type of like personality when you played because mm. it was always like super level. Like you didn't like get super like um, expressive. Yeah. So they were like, this, this kid must be weird. <laughs> and then they I came, right. came on my visit with like rainbow Crocs. I like, I had all kinds of piercings and stuff. The and tattoo. Like, yeah. And they the were like, oh tattoo. yeah, like, she's fun. But yeah, um, yeah that's kind of how I ended up here. But no, I think it all happened for a reason. And I'm so grateful. I think about it all the time. Like, um, basketball wise, I could have played anywhere that I wanted to, but I like, I wouldn't want to play anywhere else just because they've like helped me grow in so many different ways that I know other colleges would not have like prioritized. Yeah. And like, they've just helped me through so much that I can't even like fathom going somewhere else and like going through that process. Like I would be a completely different person. I mean, like in this day and age too, like uh, the portal and um, just like in COVID and having a COVID year, I've, I've, and I'm, you know, obviously a a product of, I transferred, um, I graduated from Michigan State and then ended up having two years left because of COVID. And I'm now a sixth year, which sounds crazy to me because I would have never even imagined that I would have played like, I didn't even want to play the full four. I was like, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. you know, freshman year is a little tough. You're right. like, I might have to <laughs> get up out of here. But just, I think it's a testament uh, to exactly what you're saying. Is you've been here in the same place for five years. And you're going to yeah. be going on uh, your six just as a student, like, mm-hmm. um, when you uh, graduate from the program and stuff like that. So I think, like... I don't know, what about this place do you think has made you stay for this long? Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's definitely just the environment. And um, I like I don't owe Coach B anything, but she has helped me in a lot of ways that yeah. have just impacted how I look at life and how I like interact with things and all this stuff. And I 
choose to stay because of like the coaching staff like the way that I like have relationships with the coaching staff like I know that I'm not going to get that anywhere else yeah they're not going to prioritize me in any other way yeah. anywhere else and it just it makes sense it's like don't fix something that isn't broken like why would I go try to grass is greener on the other side like it's it's not worth going through <clears throat> that change yeah to then realize oh I made a mistake yep and then not know what to do after that you know yeah like, I um really actually want to take this is like the perfect moment like um I talk about this with my indoor team mm -hmm. a little bit during our season and we in our locker room, man, we get into some conversations. Those of you who are watching, I, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but we get into some conversations and some of them are just so impactful in the sense that um, I tell girls all the time that, yeah, everyone is always talking about like the portal and, and wanting to see and like, but at the end of the day, um, you make your experience wherever you're mm -hmm. at. And I think um, that it's supposed to be hard. Like, yeah, you sure. know, college athletics is, is really really hard it's um, and it's not for everybody I will say that too but <clears throat> I think that um, it's about the people mm -hmm. where you are and yeah. if there's people who are loving you and supporting you I'm not saying I'm not saying if you're in a toxic culture like yeah get no. up out of there like 100%. yeah it's, it's not worth yeah. that <laughs> it is not worth right. uh, staying somewhere that you're not wanted I think that yeah. that is advice that I give to you all the time but if, if the people there are genuinely uh, supporting you they care about you like no matter how tough coach Rob is um, mm -hmm. on us like we know that she's always coming from a place of one she wants us to be as successful as possible as yeah. players but more than that um, her and the whole coaching staff like they just want you to grow as an individual and I think that that is so underappreciated especially like as college sports is getting like muddled with NIL and you're getting the yeah. schools with with the money that are kind of it's more of a business now but I think that there is value um in the relationships man oh yeah yeah for sure um and yeah I feel like that's been my biggest thing too especially in my fifth year is like understanding that I need to leave impressions on these relationships that I have yeah moving out like especially for like the freshmen that don't get mm -hmm. it yet and mm -hmm. like seeing them like <clears throat> be where I was four years ago and it's like yeah. you're gonna you're you're gonna freak out but it's gonna be okay it's gonna be and that's like so I made a joke I spoke at our our banquet and it was like there was um six of us seniors and like between the six of us we had like 33 years of college like of college sports combined and yeah. I um we also would tell the girls all the time like there's nothing that you're going through that one of us hasn't Has already been through yeah. like that is and it's in the most secure like I'm, we're trying to make them feel like hey bro like you might be feeling like you're the most alone you're the only one to ever go through this but I'm here to break it to you like you're not right yeah <laughs> you're not um mm -hmm. and so I think that that's been one of the coolest parts about the COVID year, I know for uh, high school recruits that it kind of messed up a lot of yeah. uh, the recruiting process for them. And I think that that's something to unpack um, for the younger generation that's kind of been assimilating into college. But um, there's also that a little bit of value in the wisdom that just fifth, sixth, seventh years yeah. are bringing to programs that um, is really special. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've been really fortunate to be part of that, just like you, mm -hmm. and really just have more of that mentorship relationship with your teammates. Because man, when I was a freshman, we had a big freshman class. Mm -hmm. um, and we only had one senior. 
And so like the upperclassmen, underclassmen dynamic was a little bit funky, but um, we kind of had to teach ourselves in a lot yeah. of ways how to navigate college and that wild <laughs> was chaotic me and Liv in the last like I would say a couple months maybe I would say a couple months to a year um have just really like been pursuing God like I don't even it just kind of happened mm. I feel like our lives are on parallels and um because we're the same person bro same person different fonts literally yeah um and I think that it's been, I want to start by just saying it's been like one of my favorite parts to just like walk alongside you and just kind of have conversations where we just sit and we're like, so I cried in church today. <laughs> Y'all, you should see us in church. It's, it's me, Elijah, T. Me and T are both sobbing. Elijah's like looking at us like, what happened? <laughs> like, they was praising and worshiping and... Oh, he was talking good. about being a dad. <laughs> Sobbing. Okay, I also need to preface that any father-daughter talk will get me every single matter. time. It doesn't matter. Every single time. I love my dad. Um, me and my dad, like, that's my, that's my dog for real. Um, and uh, shameless plug, this is my dad's, <laughs> my dad's uh, organization. Man, I grew up. Uh, he does speed and agility, and he does uh, teaching life through sports. And it's actually really funny because Liv's dad does those types of things as well. Yes. And um, I also have, I don't know if you can see, but it's a little chessboard. Right here. Actually, I'll hold it up. Chessboard. Learned how to play chess when I was five. Um, and, man, you can yes. parallel chess to life. And that's what my dad does in, in his little organization. So Ooh. that was a shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do it. Um, but yeah, any father-daughter talk, especially in church, is going to get me every time. But um, I guess, who is God to you? <laughs> That's such a, I'm just blanketing Dude, it out yeah. there. Yeah. Oh my God. Who is um, God to you? I <laughs> really just want to say he's God. Like, yeah. there's no other way to describe it. That's a great way. Yeah. I feel like in this past uh, couple of months specifically like I've realized that God can give so much love and like I'm a super it might not seem like that but I'm antisocial I'm like introverted and but I also just really enjoy quality time and I've mm. started to learn in this season of my life that the only person that can really like give that type of quality time and that love is God yeah. and so I've been taking more time to share just space with him mm -hmm. and it doesn't even like have to be crazy or anything just like even reading the Bible or just saying a prayer like just making time and space for him has like been able to alleviate some of that like uh like codependency like I need somebody I need like I need to be around people I need to like feel like somebody's loving me mm -hmm. because I have him and he's in my, like he's always in my heart yeah. so that's been like my biggest um like chapter right now for my life yeah I um got live a book yes. <laughs> for Christmas and um it's basically the, the shortest part of it is I didn't know what I was going to get. We're both terrible at giving gifts, and I was waiting for it to come to me. And I just get on Amazon, and I'm like, 
I know what I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna get her a book. And the first book that I pulled up was it's what is it called? Seen, loved, something. And like heard or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's basically about the love languages and how God essentially is, you know, the catalyst to every single uh, love language that there is. So what is that? Quality time, words of affirmation, mm -hmm. um, gifts, um, physical touch, physical touch, and acts of service. Mm -hmm. And I am so excited to read the book. It's really short. Uh, oh, it's seen, known, loved. I think something. Sorry, and I'm very excited to read because it's pretty, pretty short. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was like 80 pages. Or and so, how far? Have you finished it yet? No. I, after my experience with the chapter, I like, okay. We have to. We. I oh need you to share goodness. this story. We've already talked about this, but I. This is very like God. I just need to like. This is very much a testimony to. Uh, God's existence for sure. <laughs> yeah. So it was Christmas Day and um, wasn't having the best Christmas, like wasn't having a good time. And I, T was like, I got you a present and I hadn't even looked for it yet. And in that moment, I opened it up and I was, I already was crying. I was like, <laughs> this book is going to mess me up. Like I can already tell. And so I wasn't having a good day, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go to the beach. This is my last free time, like, free day before we get into basketball season. I just need to, like, take time, take space for myself. And so I went to the beach, set up my hammock, started reading. And so it goes through the chapter, and it talks about um, quality time. And that's my, one of my love languages. That's, like, my main it's the love main language. one, yeah, for sure, like for both of us. Just quality time and what that looks like it's like spending meaningful time with somebody that you love and like people making time for you to share space like that um so it talks about um just how god influences in those ways and like in quality time and how you might feel lonely in spaces when you're around people but if you understand the love that god has for you it's overflowing and that it will help you like out of those spaces pretty much and um so the chapter ends with like a prayer and a meditation and it like asks you to invite god into this like your space and so you take a minute and you're like i was listening like just i was at the beach just listening to everything and i was like breathing and i was like okay god like please just like share this space with me like i need you right now mind you it's like not a sunny day like it's <laughs> it's cloudy it's like every Everything around me is also my mood is like cloudy. Nothing's good. And so I'm like, OK, like, God, like, please just come into my space. And the next part of it after that little like meditation is uh, it's a prayer. And it opens up with like pretty much saying like God is your light. And I read that like first like sentence immediately. The clouds are gone. Like and the sun is like radiating on my face Aww. like yeah like some like angelic like yeah. but i burst into tears immediately like like that couldn't even make it through the sentence i was crying and i was like i didn't realize how bad i needed to feel loved mm. in this moment yeah and the only person that would do that was god and so i read through it and it talked about like like god is always there for you and he's like our foundation in that in moments of darkness, he is our light. And it was like, I was like, dude, what just happened? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I didn't like even literally know, in awe. Yeah, like, didn't even know how to process it. And through it, it, like, helps you through that prayer. And it's like, read it once, read it twice. Like, highlight the parts that you feel and, like, the words that you feel. And so 
I like realized in that moment, I was like, I have been prioritizing my life in the wrong ways. And I put my, like, I put relationships above like my family and God. And I've always struggled with that. Um, and I realized like relationships come after God, after my family and friends, and then after like my responsibilities, which is basketball and school. And then you hold space for relationships. Yeah. Like partner. Intimate yeah. Part. Yeah. 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 Um, and the only way that somebody is going to be able to fulfill that need that I'm wanting mm -hmm. is God. So I was talking about how much pressure it is to put on like loved ones and stuff when you're trying to seek a type of love that God can really be the only one that to fulfill. Mm -hmm. And in the book, it describes it as um, pouring water over sand mm. and like it's not going to sustain its shape it's gonna like seep through and it's gonna make the sand like wet and like it's gonna make it wet but it's not gonna fulfill its job yeah but um with the love that god has it's overflowing and it holds you in place and it's like it's more like concrete it's not mm. like sand yeah um but so i realized like i i needed to like switch my perspective and like ultimately just learn how to love him love myself and then be able to love others wow and i um in our little intermission i was like dang i feel like i need a um a bible verse for this and man there is a bible verse for literally anything like mm. oh there's a bug in my bible <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> i didn't want to kill it oh. murderer you didn't think that trauma didn't kill it? She's gone. She's gone now. Yeah, he's um, gone. He's gone. He's, uh... he's probably in the bag of pretzels. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, <laughs> Romans, uh, Romans 5, verse, let's see. I'm going to start... I'll start in verse three and then we'll kind of read a little bit, but this is basically about uh, God's overflowing love. Mm -hmm. And so it says, not only so, but this is also, sorry guys, this is the NIV version, but uh, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Why are you looking at me like that? I literally, we played Saturday. I wrote that on my leg tape. <laughs> are you I'm kidding tweaking. me? No, we, I genuinely wrote that that's on my amazing. tape. Like, we didn't plan this, by the way. I just kind of put you the God my reaction. Yeah, God put the verse on my heart, um, and that's actually not even so. It keeps going. Yeah. So in six, it says, um, "You see." At just the right time, when we were still powerless, uh, Christ died for the ungodly. Um, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, dang, well, actually, let's, before I get into that, like, what made you put that, that verse on your, yeah, on your ankle tape um, before the um, game? Am I blind? So, okay, so I put it, I was struggling with my knee pain. Like, I have a really, really bad knee. Um, and this season has been just kind of crazy, just trying to work through it and um, 
pretty much like not give up with everything that's going on. It's been really hard mentally. She's been through a lot. Her knee is actually, she's yeah. downplaying how messed up her knee actually is. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. But I was talking to my coach. This is why I love my coach. We were having this conversation. I was like, I don't know if it's sometimes like my brain is telling me that I can't do something or if it's like actually so painful that I'm physically incapable of doing it. And so we talked about triggers and things that to like kind of get me out of this like headspace of like I can't do something before I've even tried. Mm. And so I wrote on my knee tape because I tape my knee to like brace my outside. So the tape goes from like here to here. And I wrote on it um, perseverance because perseverance builds character and character hope. And I wrote all of that out because in a little cliche way, my middle name is Hope, and I don't think that is, like... It's um, not by chance at all. Yeah, not by chance I at think, all. I think... Sorry, also, side note, I believe everybody's... Uh, your name means a lot. Uh, I don't think anybody was, like, God knew you um, before you were even in your mother's womb, and I think um, your parents didn't name you what they named you by accident. And I, you, man, you... Olivia won. You live so true to just, like, the piece of, like the olive branch and like, you know, how, how like, man, yeah. I think Olivia is very telling of that, but then also hope I, you're who you are and just, um, mm -hmm. who God has kind of intended for you to be. You, you really do inspire hope in people. Um, but yeah, well, I appreciate you're that. welcome. But yeah, so I was, um, and then yeah, hope does not put us to shame. And I feel like this has been a very like difficult time and I feel super shameful because I'm not performing the way that I need to but so I wrote that down because I was like you know what God is with me God has put me through this like period of my time to persevere to build character and to still be hopeful mm -hmm. and so that is a reflection of his love so I'm going to go out and know that through whatever happens like he's going to be with me and the outcome's going to be the outcome and that was kind of like why I wrote it down but that that's actually I'm still like that's actually insane like we are interlinked I, yeah <laughs> god just yeah is so good um and then this is also a um so this is a study bible my the story behind this bible here is um so in the front is this letter from my mom um mm -hmm. And this is, she got me this for my 15th birthday. <laughs> really? Um, when I went home this winter break, I just like rediscovered it. My mom like cleans my, she's a saint. She cleans my room all the time. <laughs> and I was just kind of going in there and I hadn't been home in an entire year. Um, and so this was the longest I'd ever been away from home. And I go into my room and I'm sitting there like, dang, I forgot about this Bible. <laughs> what? Um, and I opened it up and this is, it has been just life-changing, honestly. I um, never really used it when I was 15. I never really yeah. used it when I was in high school. Uh, part of my testimony is that I really uh, kind of grew up going to church back and forth, but we were very like lukewarm as a family. We um, would, we were kind of those, uh, what's it called? Like, um, sunny day churchgoers, <laughs> um, like holidays. We'd go on holidays and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so my journey was a little bit kind of back and forth. I believed in God. I didn't believe in God. I thought it was the universe. Like um, I was kind of into like uh, new age spirituality and those kinds of things. And then I've ultimately ended up back here with God. And it's just been cool because this Bible is, um, it's called a, I think it's called a life, um, life application study Bible. And so in the bottom here, it just has like, um, little kind of clip like snippets of explanations of the verses that you're reading and um, 
Let's see, so for the verses five and six, it basically just says, so all three members of the Trinity are involved in salvation. The Father loved us so much that he sent his Son to bridge the gap between us. Um, the Father, the Son, and the, uh, send the Holy Spirit to fill our lives with love and enable us to live by his power. So I just think that, yeah, just like you were talking about, God's love is just so immense, and um, you cannot find anything like it in people. Like, there's nothing that comes close to that. And we talk yeah. about that, too. Like, how much does your family love you? Your family loves you so much. Your parents love you so, so much. Um, and whoever, like, has played that role of a parent in your mm -hmm. life, I just think that it is extremely important if you're going to take anything away from this first podcast. It's that um, God's love um, is just immeasurable, and we can never truly understand it. And I think that, oh my gosh, I'm extremely distracted. <laughs> they are in the back. I was trying not to laugh. They are in the back tossing my Squishmallow like a basketball. Penguinton. Penguin. Pen Pen no. This is, it's Pablo Penguinton. Penguinton. I, I can never say his name. Penguinton. Anyway, Penguinton. At, the, at the end of the day, I have one. Um, we're going to just wrap this up. And however this ends up, I have enjoyed this, this first conversation with you. I cannot wait to have you. Uh, Liv will probably later on become more of a co-host, but uh, she's in season right now, so they're yeah. gone every other week. Island travel, like, is no joke. Um, yeah. That could be a whole other that could Yeah, we could talk about Hawaii uh, athletics travel, travel yeah. like, is, I don't care. I don't care what anybody on the mainland has to say. Y'all's schedule is nothing compared to this. Yeah. Um, anyway. That was just a little, a little bitter, <laughs> a little bitter snippet, <laughs> tidbit. But anyway, okay. So I, I think I want to, at like end every podcast asking my guests this one question, and you can feel free to answer it however you want. But how would you identify yourself? Uh, would you say you are a supporter, a skeptic, or a seeker of Christ? I would say I'm a supporter and I'm also still in like my seeking phase and just whatever that looks like for me. I think a lot of people don't understand that and I didn't understand this that it's whatever like your relationship with God looks like it's individual. It's mm. not it's not what church says it is. It's not what a certain religion says it is. It's your your own relationship with God. And so that's why I'm still seeking to figure out, like, how we, like, interact in that type yeah. of stuff. I love that. I, uh, yeah, I feel like there's no better way to uh, just get to know God than to spend that time with him. And I still, as I would say, I would call myself, like, a real, like, follower of Christ for only, like, less than a year now. Mm -hmm. um, and I still have a lot of questions. Um, and I think that that's okay. I, our church definitely encourages you to ask mm -hmm. those questions um, because that's the only way that you can really truly build your faith is, is to just expand your knowledge of God. And, and that is, even if you know nothing, I didn't even know Jesus was like a real person. I <laughs> was being so serious. I had to be like, was Jesus real? Reddit. <laughs> and I looked. Reddit. I find, no, literally, I find everything on Reddit. Partially because I'm not saying that I would cite that source or anything, but Reddit <laughs> is a great place to see real conversations happening. Yeah. Um, and I, I really have valued that in my journey with Christ. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much for, well, actually, do you have anything you'd like to close out with? Um, oh, wow. That's I know. Um, <laughs> drop a drop a bomb. No, here. I'm super excited to just see where this goes, especially with us and like, 
how you said we've had millions of conversations like this and we sit in my room and just like talk <laughs> about life and it's yeah. just it's gonna be cool to help other people with whatever they're going through yeah yeah and so i am just man we are feeling so blessed i think between yeah. the two of us just to even have this platform and to have people that are willing to listen to what we have to say so thank you thank you if you are tuned in at all to this podcast um we are really, I think God is doing something really special here. So looking forward to the next couple of weeks, I'm not exactly sure. The guests, <laughs> the guests are going to be a surprise to me too. So um, I'm just beyond excited. Follow us on Instagram at the Spirit and Sport Podcast. You can also follow Olivia on Instagram as well, you Olivia HD 45. <laughs> she hates social media, but give her a little follow anyway. And then you can follow me, of course, at Wiz Talifa. And so excited to get this going. Thank you and we'll see you next week. Bye, love you guys. Love you. Bye. Joy like a fountain I've got. Joy like a fountain I've got. Joy like a fountain in my soul. I've got peace like the river. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got love like an ocean in my soul. Peace like a river, I've got joy like a fountain, I've got love like an ocean in my soul. I've got peace like a river, I've got joy like a fountain, I've got love like an ocean in my soul.